The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, episode 378, the pod of thunder and rock and roll. Take it to the airwaves yet another time. And today, after popular demand, feel the glow. Because Naomi is finally on Talk is Jericho. The WWE's women's champion is talking about how she went from an Orlando Magic cheerleader to a member of the WWE main roster to women's champion. You hear what hooked her on wrestling, how she got to developmental, what it was like working with Cameron as one of the Funkadactyls, Funk, Funk, Funkadactyls, the evolution of the glow gimmick, uh, her take on the whole Divas Revolution at WWE. Naomi's also sharing some crazy road stories, as always, and how she and her traveling partner dealt with a recent flat tire and breakdown on the way to a gig. Lots of crazy stuff you'd never expect. If you only knew what happens to us when we're on our way to the shows to uh, entertain you guys, you would, uh, your, your minds will be blown. And Naomi is ready to blow your mind with the glow. Right here on Talk is Jericho. But first, thanks to all of you who are actually listening to this episode on the new Podcast One app. It's a really cool app. Literally no other podcast app like it anywhere. You can do so much more than just listen to episodes. You can comment, share pictures, articles, connect with other fans. And one of my favorite things, watch some of your favorite podcasts in 360 virtual reality video. There's over a 1,000 360 videos on the app. And if you haven't checked them out, you should. It's like you're sitting in the studio, like you're part of the show. Really no other podcast app out there like the new podcast one app so download it now at the app store or google play check out those 360 videos very cool stuff and remember my fourth book no is a four-letter word is available for pre-order at my amazon store amazon.com slash i am jericho the book is out august 29th but you can pre-order it now so it's going to be sent to you as soon as it's released it's a self-help book a motivational book to help all of you sexy beast talk as jericho fans achieve your dreams just like i did using 20 golden principles and as a matter of fact i'll say this friday i'm going to read you a little uh, excerpt from the book, maybe even a whole chapter. We're going to get into it. August 29th is coming up soon. I want you guys to pre-order this book. If you like my three previous books, you're going to love this one as well. More ridiculous wrestling stories, more ridiculous rock and roll stories, more ridiculous Chris Jericho stories, but all of them wrapped around a theme and a lesson. And the lesson learned is you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind and heart to it. And I'm going to tell you the 20 principles that I learned that can help you do
do that. To achieve your dreams, no is a four-letter word. August 29th, it comes up. I pre-order it now on my Amazon store, amazon.com slash Jericho. Uh, before we get into uh, Diamond Dallas Page, before we get into Naomi, just want to give a quick well wish to uh, Ric Flair, who's had some very serious health issues over the last few days. Apparently, a lot of uh, his organs were shutting down. And he had a real rough, uh, rough time, and almost, uh, almost passed away from what I hear. But he had some surgery. He's still in a very serious uh, condition, maybe even critical condition. But uh, he's doing better now than he was before surgery. So let's um, keep him on our, in our prayers. When people talk about the greatest of all time, Ric Flair's name is always in there uh, as one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Uh, a good friend of mine, I worked with him many, many times, um, and also, of course, the Talk is Jericho alumni. So uh, God bless Ric Flair. We're pulling for you, champ, and uh, whoo! All right, like I said, um, Naomi's on the way. We're thinking about Ric Flair, and we're also thinking about Diamond Dallas Page helping us get into the best shape of our lives to keep our longevity going. Uh, and if you live in the English, area europe area ddp is going on the ddp uk tour he's taking his uh, motivational stories over the top positivity and hilarious q a's across the pond straight to you uk the ddp uk tour starts september 8th you'll be able to meet dallas in person take a selfie have him sign an autograph more importantly give you a, a personal rundown on how to get the absolute most out of the ddpy yoga program please join him on the Inspiration Meets Perspiration Tour and experience DDP's infectious energy for yourself, go to ddpuktour.com to reserve your spot and get all the details. That's ddpuktour.com. He's also doing DDP yoga workshops in Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. And if Dallas isn't going to be in a city near you anytime soon... Well, what are you waiting for, man? Get the DDP Yoga Now app and get on the track to healthier living. You know what DDP has done for me in my career. Save my wrestling career. Enable me to have the best year of my career in 2016. Singing like a banshee, which is all done from the core. Thanks to my uh, my core that's been strengthened by DDP Yoga. So go check it out. And I've got the DDP Yoga Now app on my phone. I just open the app and do the workout wherever I am, whenever I want. Okay, Over 150 workouts on the app as well as the opportunity to do live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. And DDP Yoga can help you get in shape and live a healthier life as well. Dallas has thought of everything because he truly cares about everyone. He wants everyone to live a healthier life and meet all of their fitness goals. And I can vouch for the fact that that is the truth and he can do this for you. His DDP Yoga program, great for anyone and everyone at any age, any skill level. And with the app, you can track your progress, get nutrition tips, recipes, all the motivation you need to stick with the program and stay on your game plan. So Diamond Dallas Page, he's made it so easy for you to get on board his life-changing program. Just take advantage of this tremendous deal that Dallas is offering. He's giving you 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY merch, swag, and clothing. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. It's time to own your life. Start today getting the best mental and physical shape in your life, just like Chris Jericho did. DDP Yoga can help you. DDPyoga.com slash Jericho. Go do it now. Hey, everyone. It's former WWE host Lillian Garcia. 
me ask you a question. Do you ever wonder how your favorite stars make it to the big time? Then come check out my new show, Chasing Glory, with Lillian Garcia on PodcastOne.com. Hear me chat with some of your favorite athletes and entertainers about their rise to the top. It's about to get real, raw, and inspiring. So join me for new episodes every Monday on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. Okay, so I always get lots of requests for different people, and everyone wants to talk about Naomi. And oh my gosh, can you talk to Naomi? And all your, like all your glowing stuff and all the stuff that's like shiny and all that stuff. But first of all, let's talk about this arena here. We're in Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. How hard is it to get in here? It's insane. It's like a maze trying to get in here. And most most and the reason why you say this is most venues have like a parking lot at the back. Right. You drive in to the back of the venue, you go inside. This one, for some reason, right. the parking is like three streets over. It's, it's the strangest thing. This is probably one of the hardest buildings to park in, and I'm glad. I was going to take an Uber this morning because I ride with the Usos, obviously. Yeah, 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 But they usually, you know, go to the gym in the mornings and do their thing. But today, uh-huh. I was coming to see you. So then I called an Uber. The Uber ended up being late. Uh-huh. And the struggle was real. I was on the phone with him, and finally I was like, can you please take me? So John, being pissed, because he wasn't ready to get up and go work out and get his day started, Mm -hmm. he finally came and took me. And then I I was like, I'm so glad you brought me, because had had I been with the Uber, I probably still would have been driving around trying to find it. But luckily, he has, like, the best memory ever. He remembers how to get to every Ah. loading dock. Okay. And I still to this day I don't I never know how to get there. After even after so many times you've been here, I'm just one of those people. I've been coming here since nineteen ninety nine and I still have problems even today driving around in circles for about 10 minutes like i just told you to i'm just like i'm just gonna start driving through red lights i don't care <laughs> i want a cop to pull me over so they can tell me where i'm supposed to go i got a story about that getting pulled over last night too oh last we'll, night. we'll get there yeah. well, what happened well, that's, we're here what oh happened? my gosh the worst night ever so uh, you had a house show we, last night we a live in, event right we we're in norfolk so mm-hmm. we had a pretty long drive to get here probably like Close to four hours. So we have to go over the big bridge over the yes. Chesapeake Bay and all that stuff? Yes. This is like a 40-mile-long bridge where it's, it's there's there's waves on either side. Yeah. Like if, if there's like a, like a big wave, you're screwed. And right. I'm scared. Like for some reason, I'm terrified of bridges. I don't mm-hmm. know. In my mind, I always just picture myself going over. So I always get like this eerie, like sick feeling going over bridges. <laughs> it's, a, right. it's crazy. But um, so my riding partner who was also like my sister um yeah we were riding to the next town and just talking and having fun and listening to music uh we love like 80s 70s 60s we like listen to old school so like we 80s just what like 80s what kind of style like um like new wave style like no like the 80s. like the old school like marvin gay okay like, that sort of you stuff. know like you know the old school i'm a huge stuff. fan of early 90s rap I yeah, love early 90s MC rap Hammer, was lit. Vanilla Ice, PM Don, <laughs> Gerardo, for whatever reason. I like that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Colored me bad. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that came on last I'm night. I'm so glad you're my girl. Yeah. I'll do anything for you. Yeah. What you know about that? Oh, man, it was my jam in the early 90s. You can't, a guy can't live by heavy metal alone. I used to live with a guy who was super into it. So we, I'd play one of my songs. He'd play one of his. I was like, this stuff is actually not too bad. So it still resonates with me. Nice. So that's, the, that's the most like amazing thing about music. It doesn't mm. matter. Like a good song is a good song. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter, you know, 
what you like to listen to or what you know like, you you can take like can uh, really a slayer people. song or a marvin Gaye song and all that matters is a good melody and a good groove to it right and anybody can sing it you can right. find likes in any type of music pretty much as long as human beings are playing it for me yeah if it's edm sort of stuff i don't really feel that but you're talking about like what I don't feel like I don't a computer that just plays like a loop over Ooh, and over again. Gets yeah, in my spirit. Dude. Yeah, I, I, mean, I need a guitar player <laughs> or like a singer, like a Marvin Gaye, like you said, something along those lines. I can feel that more, you know. True. true. So you said you're listening to to the seventies and sixties and eighties. So we were music. vibing, and sometimes you know, like when a song is on, like if you're listening to like a song can change your your vibe. Mm-hmm. So we we're listening to like a good song, and we was jamming, and then we got pulled over by the police, and we we're like. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Oh shoot! You know, like you, you always get nervous. Well, I do. Yeah. When you get pulled over, because yeah, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want a fat ticket or you know whatever. <laughs> so we ended up getting a ticket. For the guy who was officer was extremely nice. Though. For what? Speeding? <laughs> okay. But here's the thing: we we thought we were doing the speed limit, mm-hmm. but we didn't know. Like the speed limit changes a lot, and the police officer was right where the change was. So we thought we were doing a speed limit. The speed, but trap. it went down. Yeah. Speed trap. Yeah. So. He hooked us up though, and uh, so we were like kind of bummed. That killed our whole like mood after that. We're like, dang. But like, did he give you a ticket? Yes, we got the ticket. So usually a pretty girl, the cop was like, just give you a little warning and you go on. <laughs> it didn't work. We were like, we should call Natty because Natty is the best. <laughs> she is the best worker and talker out of getting yeah. out of tickets. And it was so funny because Natty was just bragging how she talked away out of a ticket like a few weeks ago. It was like, dang, Natty, we need to take notes from you. It was like, we're going to do that next time, but we She'll both chicken out. She'll just keep talking them to death. Yeah. Natty is, She'll heart them to death. Natty is the best. So it was like, dang, we should have nattied them, but it didn't work. So you got your ticket. We got the ticket. So now we're just like, dang, that kind of buzz killed. That kind of killed our, our mm-hmm. night and our ride. So then uh, shortly after that, we drive down a couple more miles, and then the, the uh, tire light came on. Like, like the in the new cars, low, it'll, yeah. yeah. So, but you know, like sometimes it'll, if it's just low tire pressure, it'll come on. I'm like, oh, girl, don't worry about it. it we good. We, we'll make it. A couple minutes later, boom, 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 boom. Me and Tamina are on the side of the road. I'm like, so she's like, oh my God, what do I do? I'm like, sis, like, don't stop here. <laughs> Get off the exit, pull over to a truck stop. So she's like, which way do I go? I'm like, you know, the signs on the exit. Yeah. We're both like panicking. And I was like, she was like, no, the sign said this way. I'm like, no, sis, the sign said that way. Go this way. So now we're arguing about which way to go. And I'm like, I don't care. Just we don't have no flashlight. Mm -hmm. We don't know where we are. Just get to a gas station. So thank God we went the way I said. And we stopped to to a truck stop or a gas station. So now we're like, okay, what do we do? I'm like, oh, well, it's all good because I got I have insurance. So I go through all this trouble getting through the insurance come to find out yeah, it only through the works. rental company like insurance okay. okay no so i'm thinking i can use my insurance like this has never ever happened to either of us before. okay i've never even had to use my insurance before so i called and they're like oh no that only applies to your car mm. i was like what the <laughs> i don't ever i'm never home i never use my car so why do i even have your, right. your insurance but anyway so to me it's like, okay let me call the rental place so then she ends up calling and then just such a long time and then they were like, okay, well, they had us on hold for like an hour. So I was like, man, bump this. We need to get out here and go to work. Like, we got to ask somebody. We asked at least like 
eight or nine people. It's all men in this gas station at this truck stop. We're like, excuse me, sir. Do you know how to change a tire? We'll pay. Can you please help us? Because, man, Tamina, we're like, we can. Have you ever changed it? I was like, no. <laughs> we're like, like, should we do it? Like, should we try to do it ourselves? I was like, uh, no, I'm not trying to get, like, stuck up under the car. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it blew me away, like, how cold people were wow, to us. Yeah. It, it blew me away. Like There was nobody that was going to help you. No. And wow. we was like, what the? F-? Mm-hmm. Like, we're stranded out here. We already had, like, pulled a tire out the out the back, had the, um, what is it, the jack mm-hmm. set up, and then uh, had our bags out. Like, it was clear. Like, we were just sitting out there, like, stranded. Like, somebody, please come help us. And all the guys were like, oh, one guy straight up told us, was like, nah, honey, I'm sorry. I just don't feel like it. I was like, oh, savage. Man, yeah, the yeah. Shade. I was like, and remind you, it's probably like one or two o'clock in the morning. At least for my reason of not doing it at night was I watch too many horror movies <laughs> and I'd be scared that you hit me over the head and throw me in the back <laughs> of the truck and get, kidnap me and kill me. But still, I mean, that is pretty bad in the middle of a, of a, of a truck stop where these guys do this for a living, change it's tires. Exactly. I was like, oh, good. This is a truck stop. This yeah. is well, for sure. You know, and we, we offered them money and everything. They was like, no, sorry, I can't help you. I oh, like sorry. It. One guy was like just sitting there smoking a cigarette. He was like, no, sorry, um, I got somewhere to be. But like sat there the whole time smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I was like, I should go drop kick his ass in the face right now. <laughs> so what did but, you end up doing? So luckily, after like 20 minutes of literally going to truck drivers, like knocking on the door like can you help us mm-hmm. one guy was really nice and he came over to help us but then he kind of found out didn't know what he was doing he didn't set the brake which now i after going through all this now i know how to change the tire because mm-hmm. we we eventually got it done he didn't set the the brake so once he put the car up on the jack he didn't have the jack in there snug enough right right so the jack slipped and like it looked like the jack Ooh. bent uh-huh and so it was like, oh, and then the car like rocked back. And so we was like, oh, well, shit. that's dangerous. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, my God. Like, maybe we should. You We're picked- still on hold trying to get a hold of the rental car company. Uh-huh. You picked the worst guy in the truck stop. I did. And he you. was the sweetest and nicest guy. So <laughs> I was like, bro, like, it's it's good. We'll we'll call somebody. Because now I'm like, I don't want nobody to get hurt trying to mm-hmm. change his tire. And was, we wasn't in like a little car. We was in like a truck, like a, a big car, a mm-hmm. Jeep. So... He was like, yeah, this uh, jack isn't going to work. It, the jack bent. But in my head, I'm like, this is steel. How did the jack well, bend? That's right, what are right, you talking right, right, about? Right. But see, so- that, that, that's what you're talking about. Like when you, when you, when you mentioned just all the stuff about getting pulled over and then having to change a tire and all the long drives. I mean, people don't understand just how much traveling is involved sometimes to make yeah. it from show to show. Yeah. You know, did you ever expect that when you first got no, the business? No, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no clue. Really? Yeah, I really, I didn't know anything about the business or what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you learn. Yeah, I learned either, quick too. <laughs> you wanted you to quit? To, no, I learned, you learned quick. To quick, yeah. You have to because you have to become a road, a road dog. Yeah, and it's not for everybody. There's a lot of people that don't like being on the road and having mm-hmm. to deal with all this different stuff. I you think know? that's the probably the hardest part for me mm-hmm. is the the travel. And mm-hmm. the the role part it's not the perf- the performing mm-hmm. that's the easy part that's the fun part it's the the in between you know right right there's a uh, Alice Cooper said they don't pay me to do the show they pay me for the other twenty four hours <laughs> twenty three hours it takes to get there it's so true and that's the truth right it's so true because when when did you start with the WWE uh two thousand nine. 
Now, did you come in as a fan? Because I know you were no. an athlete. So how did this right. all come about? Well, I saw a show. I didn't know anything about wrestling. But at the time, I was cheerleading for the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. And so I automatically had access to like all the shows and when people would come to the arena. So there was a wrestling show. Uh, it was Monday Night Raw came. And one of my girlfriends had tickets. She didn't want to go. And so I went. And that was my first time like really being introduced to wrestling. Mm-hmm. I had never watched it growing up. I had never seen it live. And I saw it live. And I was just captivated. I was blown away. I was like, man, I want to do this. I think I can do this. Just from one show? From one show. And it was a, um, a six-woman bikini match mm-hmm. at the time. And I remember like seeing like Gail Kim. At the time, I had no idea who these yeah, women sure. were. But um, it was like Melina was in there, Kelly Kelly, Alicia Fox. I can't remember who the other ones were, but I just remember looking at them and thinking like, oh, my God, they're so beautiful. And they they could kick ass. And Mm -hmm. like I really felt like inspired by seeing them. So I was like, man, I want to look into this. I want to see if I can do this. And from there, I asked my my girlfriend like about the tickets and who she got them from. Come to find out her boyfriend worked with Ricky Santana. So um. I got his information, mm-hmm. had no idea who he right. was, he was either. Like guy used to be book in Puerto Rico, and <laughs> yeah. kind of a low-level wrestler. It's I think the, he was actually an agent here for a while, too, Ricky Santana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I ended up getting his contact and literally met him at a car dealership one day. I was like, hey, yeah, I just... I was interested in this wrestling stuff. Um, He was like, yeah. And then from there, he got me the information about, you know, FCW and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then I went did a tryout because I was only I was living in Orlando so it was only an hour and a half drive right, right in that area so I was like um I just stayed on them got into contact with Johnny Ace at the time and then um went and did a tryout and then it was months later like I didn't hear anything and I was like man what the <laughs> you know I thought I would be called right back it was probably like three months later and I was like bomb I was like dang I guess I didn't get it mm-hmm. like shoot and remind you my tryout was awful because i didn't have any experience what did you have to do for your tryout well norman bless his heart everyone loves norman (laughs) smiley everyone loves him he literally put me through like a crash course in like 10 minutes and i was like oh (laughs) jesus what (laughs) like hitting the ropes taking back bumps um that's really all i could do at the time and uh they was like well just show us what you can do is there anything else you can do? Because you're super athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I just did like some leaps and flips and splits and turns and like some dance stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, blow it up by the end of it. I was like, that's all I got. <laughs> but all that stuff is kind of derivative of being a cheerleader, right? Right. Because the, the, it's interesting, too. Like, I don't know if people understand, like, when you're an Orlando Magic cheerleader or a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, you're basically like, it's just basically high class volunteering, right? It really, it really is. Like, You're not really getting. No, all of us either had another full time job or you know were full time students mm-hmm. at the time. I had a um, night shift job where I worked with. Um, I worked at a teen pregnancy facility, so at night I would watch the kids and take care of them, help them get up for school in the morning, and then during the day I would go to college mm-hmm. uh, community college during the day and then in the afternoon was magic rehearsal dance practice you know volunteering stuff in the community and then the days i had the game so 
it's like a it's like a hustle. You really doing it just for the experience and for the joy of it. You put it on your resume exactly. too, which doesn't hurt, right? Because the the pay we literally at the time we were getting fifty dollars a game. Fifty dollars a game. Fifty dollars a game. Plus your outfits, your track suits, or anything like that. Yep, yep, okay. and, and um. The rehearsals and all that, we had rehearsals like every week, wow. you know, for a couple of hours. So mm-hmm. all of that was, that was just included in it. It's like a full-time job, but for part-time pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you the most famous Orlando Magic cheerleader now? I think so, Maybe, but right? now I am, yeah. yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to Talk is Jericho. So when you first started training for wrestling, what were the hardest things that you noticed right off the bat for you? The hardest part... For me, wasn't the physical part. I think it was like the psychology mm. and like the nerves. I was really like, it's crazy because I'm an entertainer, but there's a part of me that's very shy. Mm-hmm. And you know how like when you first start wrestling, like if you don't know anything about it, it's being serious and locking up with somebody in the ring. It's like very, for me, it was very like everybody was watching me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I wasn't comfortable. I didn't know what I was doing. So I, it was this nervous thing I had. I will always smile. Yeah. Like it wasn't because I was, right. didn't care and have fun, but I will always have this stupid smile on my face. You know, and at the time I came in, I was supposed to be a heel, but it was like a nerve, a nerves mm-hmm. thing. And so it was just like things like that. I remember Dr. Tom ringing me out so bad because they were like, are you not taking this serious? Like, do you, and that was hard for me, like getting down the psychology and under understanding wrestling and well, getting, the etiquette and stuff like that. Yeah. Too, you know, we, we did that tough enough show a couple of years ago and there's that girl, Sarah Lee, who was always smiling. Everyone was yelling and yelling. And I was like, you guys, like, that's just her nervous reaction. Well, she's yeah. got to stop doing it. And you do, but I can understand where you just don't know what to do. So I'm going to smile. And I'm like, <laughs> stop smiling. Okay. We'll smile. But like, yeah, help. Like, it's not because you're laughing. It's just because you don't know what else to do. It was right. That was hard. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did you come into the to the class with, so to speak? Other girls. Um, it was AJ, mm-hmm. AJ Lee, Serena Deeps, Oxana, um, Liviana, Jamie was, Keys, Tamina. So it was that era of girls, which yeah. was kind of like one foot in the past yeah. of the bikini girls, and one foot kind of where we're at now. I came in. I'm so I, I'm happy at the time that I did come in mm-hmm. because. Like you said, it was like kind of the ending of one era mm-hmm. and the beginning of another. So I feel like I kind of got the taste a little bit of what it was like back then, which I, which I, I wouldn't change for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad because all the girls that I came in with my class, all of them are pretty much pretty gone. Much gone, right? Yeah, because like the Bellas and Natty and Alicia, they were already up here. Mm-hmm. They were already so. They kind of weren't in developmental with with the other right, girls. Right, that right, I was right. With. Yeah, they were kind of a step above. Yeah, they were always like above. So because I remember like thinking like it took you a while to get on the main roster or yeah. even start working, and I was like, man, she's like the most athletic yeah. one. 
but you never really get to do anything, right? I mean, you first <laughs> yeah. brought you in as a, as a funkadactyl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did the, the NXT, oh, the yeah. women's edition. Oh, my gosh. Tell us about that. Who was your mentor? Uh, my mentor was Kelly Kelly. Oh, okay. She was the best. Yeah. Like, she took care of me. She was so sweet. But just the show itself and being so green, it was mm-hmm. terrifying. And Let me explain the original NXT because I was on the original NXT with my protege was Wade Barrett. Oh, they, you were. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And they had uh, <laughs> uh, seven rookies, quote unquote rookies. Barrett was no rookie. but uh, And they would be paired up with a mentor, somebody that's on the main roster, and then you would have to do wacky challenges or whatever yeah. it was so why wasn't the first one but the second one was the women's one right uh, was it the third third one? okay third yeah one. so you get brought in and and tell us about how that show worked for you guys it was terrifying because everything was like literally on the fly they would kayfabe was on everything so we would literally go out there and just be put on the spot hmm. and like cutting having to cut live promos and, and i was just so green at the time i wish i knew then what right, i know yeah, now yeah. But it was fun. But I remember just, you know, getting broken and being new girls coming up on the roster and just how it was at that time. Like, when we first got out, we changed in a broom closet. Like, all of us. <laughs> we were like, what the? You know, you got to you gotta earn it. You got to mm-hmm. work your way into the locker room. It's not just given to you. It's not sure. given to you. And just the respect of the girls. You know, five or however many, five or six of us. Mm-hmm. You know, new girls just coming in. The main roster girl was like, oh, uh-uh. I don't know who y'all think y'all are. <laughs> so um, just like all those struggles, but it was cool because we had each other. Yeah, yeah. You know. Who else was in that with you? Pretty much the same girls mentioned? I just Jamie listed. Yep. Caitlin. Kate. Oh, yeah. yeah Caitlin. She's awesome. Yeah, Caitlin was awesome, but mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun, a lot of tears, a lot of cries. Did you? What was one of the promos that you had to cut on the fly? Do you remember? Because they like, would just cut give a, you a topic, right? It was like, cut a promo about um, your topic is toupee, go. And I was like, toupee? But then I was like, are they ribbing me? Because like, <laughs> my hair, my weave, like y'all would give me the, the topic of talking about a toupee. And then I was <laughs> <laughs> like, we all had like funny topics that mm-hmm. I kind of feel like was an inside rib on all uh-huh. of us. But um, I just froze. In front of like a live crowd, in front of all those people, and I remember like having a mic and like shaking, like to pay, to pay, and then the buzzer just went, eh, and I was like, <laughs> and we took it so serious because yeah. we we're like, I want to win this show so I can get on the main roster. Yeah. Like I was so mad. I remember us like taking the challenges so serious, mm-hmm. and um, afterwards I was like to pay. Instead of thinking of a to pay, I should have been like, like. I want everyone to pay attention you to You got me. hell to pay. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. thought about, like, all this still to this day that bothers me. I was like, man, I could have killed, that was the easiest one. I probably, yeah, I could have killed yeah, that promo. Yeah. Some people use a toupee to cover themselves up. I ain't covering nothing up. I ain't covering myself up because I'm know. real. All you need to do is use it. toupee once and then just take it wherever you want to go, That right? was it. Yeah. But once again, if you knew then <sighs> what you know now, it would be a whole different story. Yeah. So but, but did you last long on NXT or did you get kicked off? Pretty I lasted. Uh, it was me and Caitlyn in the final two and Caitlyn oh. ended up winning. And okay. uh, AJ. AJ, me, it was like AJ. I think me, Caitlyn, and AJ in the top three, if I remember that correctly. So was the, was the idea that the winner goes to the main roster and everyone right. else goes back down like, to, the, to the minor leagues sort of thing? Right. Goes back down to developmental and the winner gets like the contract to mm. come on the main roster and it's going to, you know, you, you get the push, whoever right. wins. Supposedly. How long was it for you to come up to the main roster then after that? Um, I went back down for like, I went back down for like, I believe like almost another year, Hmm. maybe. 
But I remember just being so bummed because we thought it was just over after yeah. that. We didn't know what was going to happen. Right, you lost your chance. I was like, damn it. That was my chance mm-hmm. and I blew it and I sucked. And <laughs> like me and AJ was pretty bummed. I remember sitting in the locker room like crying mm-hmm. because didn't think we were performing well enough on NXT. And then it was also like the pressure of what the perception was of the women at that mm-hmm. time. Like the women were you know, sex appeal and, mm. and beauty was more so the focus rather than the right, wrestling. Right. And was given, you know, two, three minute matches, five minute matches, but One it was per more, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was more about, you know, the appeal and the appearance at the time. And mm-hmm. like we came in like a bunch of knuckleheads, like really not up to par with our gear and fashion and just looking at all the other beautiful women on the roster who was like in they zone in the yeah, groove and yeah, got yeah. it we was like man like feeling really insecure and like i don't know if we can we you got what they're chance. looking yeah. for yeah so we were pretty bummed about that but then uh i went back down to developmental and um i was down there for maybe probably like another year and then kind of like man i don't know maybe i just need to go back to dancing or find another job because i don't know just, there was a point where you're like, this is no fun anymore. Yeah. You're sitting there doing nothing, right? And I, I knew I, I had something unique. I just didn't know what it was and mm-hmm. if, you know, the company understood or would see it. And then that's when the Brodus idea came up. And then... Uh, Tell us about that. How was that pitch to you? I was talking to Johnny and I was like, oh, just, just really down and like kind of borderline just in a, a rut about everything. Cause I was seeing more and more girls go up and get opportunities, and I was kind of like the last, the last one lingering around. Like Oxana was in a angle, and she was doing good. Mm-hmm. Caitlyn, um, AJ got going, and uh, Maxine was going. Like oh, everybody I forgot about had, her, yeah, yeah. Like everybody kind of had their their character and their stuff going, which I think it took me a while to grasp not understanding wrestling that you have to, that you have to make that connection yes. with the crowd and the character. I wasn't connecting is yeah. I, yeah, I was athletic and I was cool and whatever, but I wasn't connecting. Mm-hmm. And that was the, a big struggle for me. So when the opportunity came with Brodus, it was like, Hey, you know, we got this idea for you. This is what we're going to do. We want you to dance. And we have a uh, Cameron that came in at the time and she and I became really close and uh, they was like, do you, what do you guys think about this? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. I don't care what it is I'm doing. I just want to, you know, I mm-hmm. want to get to the next level and evolve. And so um, we started doing that. I remember me and Cameron riding around Tampa trying to get gear last minute. Like matching know. gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had no idea. Like, what was like, what we, you know, trying to find the boots, the heels we dance in, like something that we wasn't going to break our ankles in. <laughs> Like all last minute, but because um, that's how it is. It's like, oh, by the way, you guys are on like tomorrow, yeah, or tonight, or whatever. We was maybe. like, what? <laughs> we don't have gear. We didn't know seamstress. We didn't have any connects. We, we didn't know choreography. Yeah. Nothing. And Cameron's not a dancer, mm-hmm. so it was like us trying to do all this stuff last minute. But we pulled it together, and we were so like, ha- happy and excited. So would you choreograph the routines? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Because with Brodus too, right? Yeah. He was involved as well, and he's not exactly what you would call dance <laughs> material either. Not at all. He not could. At- I remember he never. He couldn't even. Uh, he had the biggest problem pulling his pants off at the same time that the bomb went <laughs> yeah. off half the time the thing would stay buttoned and nothing would happen and <laughs> it was it was it was crazy like you would think something like that would be easy to mm-hmm. do but 
someone who's not coordinated or right. dance like that, like it's hard on top yeah. of remembering everything else you have to do out there. And, you know, I remember we did a commercial once for the Royal Rumble. It was based on West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So it was like, there's going to be a rumble tonight. And then you got to snap your fingers. There's going to be a rumble tonight. There's going to rumble tonight. And Flair could not snap <laughs> his fingers in time with the music. And they had to get a close-up of him snapping. So I had to stand off the air, off the camera, and go, snap, snap, <laughs> snap, snap. Like, turn the audio down. And he was, like, yeah. watching me snap. I'm like a human metrodome. But if you don't have the, the rhythm for that, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, You know, it's like trying to train someone how to be a musician so I can understand exactly. how that is for the three of you. Because the original idea was for you guys just to be his kind of his hype curls. Right. And not really be involved in the matches right. so much. Right. But that evolved. Yep. Yeah. And that I was excited about. Um, I remember um, kind of just want to wrestle, want to wrestle, want to wrestle so bad. And kind of being a little bummed. Like, after a while, I'm like, okay, I don't want to dance anymore. I, I left a dance career to come <laughs> and, like, kick ass. And for two years, I was just dancing. Right. So, but now I, I appreciate it, you know. That was like a well, great Well, it gave you time. a chance to be in front of the audience yeah. and kind of figure out the psychology of a match and exactly. all that sort of thing. I so appreciate that time now because I was able to sit back and watch a lot and hear the guys, you know, put together matches. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from Tensai. He was Is that with who us. he was working with? Bro- oh, you guys mm-hmm. worked as a team. at the Towards the end. Right. Uh, Xavier Woods was with us for a little while. Really? Remember he debuted? Yeah. Yeah. It was, what, it was Brodus Woods and the Funkadactyls? It was, I think it was all... He had a whole crew? It was weird. Like, one time, it, it started with, with us with Brodus, and then Xavier was with us for a little while, and then Tensai, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Sweet Tea, was with us. But Xavier <laughs> A.k.a. Matt like, Bloom, yeah. I remember Sweet Tea. Xavier debuted, and um, he they would uh, wet his hair, and then he would um, we would be on the apron with him, and they would put the spotlight on him, and he would throw his hair back, and you would see all the, the water wow. from his afro. Yeah, it was. See, I have no memory of that. For a while, yeah. Another great example of a guy that just could they couldn't harness, or he couldn't harness that charisma until the New Day gimmick. But like, there was a yeah. bunch of different things. I remember he was Truth Sky. And yeah. He was with you. He and was then, just bouncing around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Wow. So how did it finally suddenly evolve into you actually starting to wrestle then? Oh, when we all split and it was time for uh, Planet Funk to end. <laughs> Sweet tea. I forgot about that. <laughs> Let me just say before you start. He hated ba- it. <laughs> it was great because he started out years ago as uh, he was Albert and he was like an mm-hmm. A-train. Yep. And they put him a Scotty Too Hottie and he becomes a guy doing like a dance move. <laughs> As this big killer. Then he comes back as Tenzai, the Japanese killer. <laughs> then they put him in another dance team, Sweet Tea, doing dance moves. I bet he was like, what the he hell? He couldn't get away from them damn dance moves. <laughs> He's like, jeez, I am six foot eight, you know. He went with it, though. He was great. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. You have to. To, to have mm-hmm. longevity in this company, you have to be able to fill any part or any yeah. role, you know, as, like, as we're talking about. So when so the thing true. Planet Funk breaks up. Yeah, and then it was... Um, Cameron and I had just always like work with each other mm-hmm. and practice for just always preparing ourselves. Okay, when that day comes, you know we got to be ready to wrestle. And so, luckily, we stayed as a tag team, and then we were in the one divas at the time, divas division, and then we got to work like against the Bellas and mm-hmm. do stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that was really fun. So, That's cool. Yeah, we started having matches, and we did we did okay. So that's when you started kind of working more on your athletic side of things. Right. 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 right, right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This, this is Talk is Jericho. So what did you think when the whole Divas revolution started? Because that was pretty much around the time that you, you were working a bit, but then they bring in all these other girls right. and you're kind of mixed in with that category right. of women. Were you, were you excited about that? Did you think it was going to be like a, as big as it ended up being? I definitely knew it was something big. I had no idea how big it would be, but I was very excited because I think for me, my heart has always been in the wrestling. Mm-hmm. I've never been like a strong talker. Mm-hmm. So I always just gravitated toward the wrestling. And uh, that's something I've struggled with. I think public speaking is one of the biggest fears. Mm. Uh, I think it's like number two. The first fear oh, like, of people is death. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's death crazy. public right? speaking. Yes. Wow, yeah. Public speaking is like number two. And I, I struggle with that. I used to have like really, I've always been like a great dancer, entertainer, performer. Never really had to mm-hmm. speak a Part whole lot. Part of a team, right? Yeah. yeah. And like. So um, I definitely uh, struggle with that. And I think that was kind of a hard part with me connecting, you know, at the beginning stages of my career. It's like just getting comfortable with speaking and knowing who my character was and learning learning how to translate, mm-hmm. which I'm still, you know, improving and working on every day. Because I, I get so nervous sometimes. Like I get, like, mm-hmm. sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just like one of those weird things. I guess I have that that fear of public speaking but i love it now because where i am i've been able to work on it and i see myself getting better mm-hmm. at it but um so well, it's so important time, to connect with the audience you yeah. have to find what the connection is going to be mm-hmm. you know and i mean obviously that's one thing now with this whole new with the whole new like with the glow yeah thing i mean that's something that people can latch on to right you know was that your idea mm-hmm. so tell us about how that all started because oh. you've been you've been working on this for it might be two years it seems to me a year it's been a long time (laughs) two years two years wow so back to you I didn't I didn't finish your last question I go all over Um, the place Uh, we were talking about how you got the revolution yeah yeah sorry so I remember like um, wrestling we would get like short matches you know all of us girls back then always kind of pushing and trying to and wanting and asking for more just never really it wasn't the time eight girl tags (laughs) so you get five minutes or whatever yeah and I remember being told like that's too athletic. Like they don't want the girls wrestling. Like the guys, that's too. I had heard not, that before. That's, I was specifically told that. Like you're Meaning too what? athletic. You need to bring it down. They really? don't. They don't want the girls punching each other in the face. They pull hair, do girl stuff, cat fight, loot this, like <laughs> stuff like that. So when the when I saw like what was going on in NXT and like the Revolution and those girls came up who was just could go mm-hmm. you know what i mean and who were so talented i was like hell yeah like this is what we want this is what we want to show we're more than just beauty mm-hmm. and brains we can we can kick ass too you know so that was really exciting i was excited for the opportunity to be on their level mm-hmm. honestly you be know? like a legit quote-unquote yeah. athlete and yeah exactly and to be taken serious Mm-hmm. And it is so funny that you don't want you wrestling like the guys. You know, it's yeah. kind of such a weird thing. And that was only like five years ago. Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Being that too- long ago. What, what kind of moves were you doing that were too athletic? Like, 
Because I know you got like Like the springboard stuff and like high flying stuff and like. Do I you, was trying all kind of. Do you know one time I saw you working with 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 John in the ring? You guys were just messing around doing like a scratch match before the yeah. show. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? I saw. Yeah. It, I was like, oh my gosh! Like you're awesome, dude. Thank you. That's what I was I, like, man. I remember that. I remember, remember yeah. being like all feeling myself after. I was like, Jericho <laughs> said I did a good job. Yeah, but you did because you know you didn't get a chance to really show off a yeah. lot of that stuff like you do now. Yeah, I was you know? always like practicing though. Because I always just wanted to be a good in-ring competitor. Mm-hmm. I knew that's where my strength was. Were you a gymnast when you were younger? No. Just came I from wish natural I was. ability? Yeah. Because you got some major was... springs in your legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I always wish I was a gymnast, but no. Yeah. Pretty Never close did. to it. So so we were talking about coming up with the idea for the glow gimmick. Oh, yeah. So, uh, if that, do you call it the glow gimmick? I don't yes. Know. Okay. <laughs> so, so just over time, I got more and more involved in the division. And at the time, uh, AJ and uh, Paige were doing their thing at the time. And then um, this was during the time when AJ left or was leaving. And that kind of there was they needed somebody to go yeah, against Paige space, at the time. Right. Yeah, it was it was an opportunity. I remember getting the call and it was like, yeah, we want to turn you heel and do this and this and this with Paige. And I was like. Bummer, because I had just like a few weeks before pitched the glow stuff. I went into a production meeting and to show Vince like the glow stuff. I had to light up shoes. I had some horrible like tacky neon green gear. It looked awful. I had this glow like dread wig piece on. I had to light up shades, but it looked now that I think about it, I was like, it looks so bad. They were probably like, what the f- are you putting this JoJo sh- shit on our yeah. Show yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lights were on, so the stuff really wasn't glowing right, and it looked a mess. Uh, but I was like, "This is what I want to do. I want to come out." And I just pitched it all wrong because I was overly excited, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, we'll think about it. And then I had like worked on this new entrance music that was awful, and I went in and played the music, and I started dancing. I was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." And they're like, "Okay, um, <laughs> this is in front of all the production." It people. was. It was like five. Like Vince, the, Kevin, was, Trip, yeah. Yeah, um, Trip wasn't there. It was a mm. uh, Kapoor, like the head writers, mm-hmm. and it was just awful. Where and did you get the idea later, from? It was inspired by a movie from the '80s called The Last Dragon. Like the idea. I okay, don't know if I was wondering if it might be Tron, but last did you ever see Tron? Tron. No, I haven't seen. I know what Tron Same is, idea. but I haven't actually seen. Very the movie. neon yeah. lit, you know, video game type, you know, warriors. Yeah, you know that sort of stuff. So, what was the I last need to dragon? See that movie. Uh, it's a movie from the '80s about. Um, this guy who's into martial arts and he's trying to get to the final level, the final stage of martial arts and um, like a tournament or something like this. To, or, yeah, he's just at the final level of training, oh, but gotcha. he can't. He's not. He's missing something. Mm-hmm. And his trainer, the thing what he was missing was his confidence, which in the end he ends up getting it and he has the glow. Like gotcha. he literally there glows at oh, the end of the, the movie glow. and Got start you. kicking ass. So it's it becomes awesome like a little supernatural sort of thing. I never saw it. I know it, but I never saw it. It's, it's a great movie. I love that movie um, growing up. And that's kind of where I got the the um, inspiration from. Because right. I think at the time, I didn't have confidence in myself. I didn't know, characterize who I was and who I wanted to be. And I needed I needed to believe in myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I connected to. And I was like, that's what I need. I was mm. like, I need the I need the glow. And I was like, glow? 
like you know and then all the creative stuff came but it, it sparked from from that so when you go in there with the kind of the the jobber version of the outfit <laughs> what did you do to start making improvements on it i started thinking and i was like okay this needs to be like a production you know like when i come out it has to be something different and something captivating that no other no other girls have mm-hmm. or that's doing because i don't speak much you know at the time it's like i don't have much how how am i going to get people to connect with right. this if i don't have matches and if i'm not speaking mm-hmm. well i have to come up with something that's visually stimulating for them to get right away something not complicating that they would get i was like okay how can i literally make myself glow mm-hmm. and uh that's just where it started from. I found, I had this idea, like, I just want to glow in the dark all the way to the ring, like Mm. literally come out glowing. So I found this fabric, which I spent a fortune on outfits and trying out stuff. I found this fabric that literally you charge it with either natural light source or like just some bright lights. Mm. You charge it like Like solar powered almost. Right. Like, you know, like the glow in the dark stickers that you put on your walls growing up. Mm hmm the lights or charge it when you turn the light. Mm-hmm. So I literally had gear made. I found this fabric and had gear made out of it and it looked awesome. That's great. And the first few runs, finally after like probably a year, they were like, okay, we'll try this stupid thing. But you, you know? kept going back to him and saying, I got this idea. Yeah. Like, so I did like a whole heel run with for a while. And then when I initially pitched it, I turned heel like the next week <laughs> and had to go against Paige. And okay. that was like terrifying because I had never been a heel before. Mm-hmm. My whole two years, I was dancing, you know, mm-hmm. with Brodus and a Funkadactyl. So then out of nowhere, there was like, okay, you're going to be a heel. I know that at heart, I'm not a heel. Mm-hmm. There's not like that natural. Yeah, you don't have that. You're, yeah, you're too nice. Savagery to me. Or it's just like that. That I don't know. You can look at some people and be like, they're yeah, a heel. Like as an asshole. Yeah. I don't have that. So. <laughs> I learned it worked. I got through it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn down an opportunity or a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I worked really hard on it, but I just always knew like it just never you felt you're playing a part exactly. rather than being. The part. I never felt yeah. like as a funkadactyl, like I was playing a part. Yeah, I was having fun and it's being you. me. So um, I did the heel stuff for a year. And then finally, when I was fading out and we did team bad and we did, uh, I got Tamina and that rolled out for probably like a year and then I was kind of stuck once again um Sasha we got Sasha that was freaking awesome Mm -hmm. and then she kind of went off and did her thing and then me and Tamina was kind of left there and then we eventually broke up and I was like okay let me try it again now is the time and so that's when I tried the that one outfit and it was just it was so much work trying to get it I literally had to sit in the back let it charge for a couple minutes in front of like a light I have pictures of me like standing in front of (laughs) this light thing like just charging and then the props having to get the lights in the back and then once I came out it would be bright for like maybe a few seconds and then the light would start to fade and then it just wasn't translating on camera Mm -hmm. so that didn't work yeah it's it's cool it's really cool but it's just you got to think like on live events and house shows like it's just too much work you know Mm -hmm. and being on the fly like during a live show if i gotta go out right now i don't have time to stay in charge a and if, you're, and if you're in a stadium show, WrestleMania, and it's only going to glow for five, six, exactly. seven seconds, who's going to see it in row 712? <laughs> right? Exactly. You have to think of all that stuff, too. It was so cool, though, because I literally, it looked awesome, but it mm. just it wasn't working. For a short period of time. So I was like, and it was just so much work, the process of it. So I was like, dang, like, 
what am I going to do now? Like, this has to work. This is what I want to do. This is me. So then the next idea was, okay, I'm going to get just neon. Like, can I use the black lights? Which I kind of didn't want to do because that was, I always thought of Jeff with the black lights. Oh, yeah, Jeff Hardy, yeah. And it had been done before. And I was worried about, you know, people thinking that about right. it. But, Which um, I can see, but still, mm-hmm. it's a kind of a whole new vibe. It's a whole new deal, right? Yeah. So, and then I thought about, you know, how could I make it different? I didn't want to do the paint or anything like that because I was trying to keep it as different from what had been done as mm-hmm. possible. But the neon, the UV lights ended up working. So that's the secret. The, Using the, they, they installed yeah. UV lights in the, in the rig? Well, shining on your on your gear makes it glow? Right. Mm-hmm. So there's apparently there's already UV. Oh, Okay that's already there so mm. that was a help too because they didn't have to add anything extra so mm. i got the uh the uv light in the the first gear another gear i had made it freaking lit up like a christmas tree using lights using the uv oh using light. The UV light. yeah so just like but it's tricky because some fabrics look neon and you think it'll glow and i've found out not everything that i think glows glow so in the beginning i was trying like different outfits every week and ordering stuff online and like trying to get gear made and some stuff work and some stuff didn't. it's funny how it is because i know from from my light up jackets you know they're great but they're also very temperamental sometimes right. those things will break and sometimes a, a wire will snap and the whole right side will go out yeah. and you know it, it became a real hassle because it was like I felt in a lot of ways I was almost a slave to this gimmick. Yes. You know, if this gimmick doesn't work, then what do I do? Exactly. You know, I remember I even told that to to Paul Stanley from Kiss. He's like, listen, man, with all the gimmicks we've had, sometimes it doesn't work. You're never a slave to the gimmick. If it doesn't work, you're bigger than that. You're better than that. Still be you and go out there and kill it, right? Right. But it sucks, though, because you put all your time into this. You're like, (laughs) just work. Just what's not working. How can this not be working? It's a whole nother level of stress. And also having to cart the stuff around and make sure it's always, well, you don't have to charge it anymore, but make sure, you know, is there UV lights at every live event? Well, I have to charge. Yes. Okay. So. Yep, we ended up getting like the the black lights for me put on stage at live events. So they're having to prepare now. Now they're putting money into it. <laughs> yeah, but not at first because right. when I first started doing it, I would glow on TV but not on mm-hmm. live events, and I was like, oh, bummer. <laughs> but then I was smart because I would get like the the fur, you know, jackets that lit up and you know like rave and party stuff. Yeah, I would yeah, just yeah. try to find something to make me. L- glow sure. or and that's another thing I thought maybe I, you got some inspiration fr- from would be like at a rave you yeah, see a lot like of those type that, of glowing people and the yeah. you know the glowing sticks and the yep. lollipops and all that sort of thing you definitely know? like the cyberlocks all that stuff is definitely from the the EDM world and the rave world which I'm but that makes you that just stuff. stand right out which yeah. is great you know now you're the glow girl yep you know it's funny I talk about the title the new uh, title that has all the the glowing on it make DC McFoley's <laughs> tweet the other day yeah that was great that, that made me feel so so good. He goes, what do you say? Chris Jericho lives in a world of regret that he never came up with the glowing belt first. (laughs) Shut up, Mick. No, I'm not. The one thing that I did think about, but I never actually, Julie, one of our seamstresses is like, have you ever thought about having glow, glowing boots? Yeah. And it's like, ah, yeah, maybe, but you know, maybe it's too much or maybe it's not going to work or I'm having so much problems with the stupid jacket. And you actually had the glowing with boots. Sneakers. Yeah, glowing sneakers, sneakers, that's boots, it. So. Sneakers, yeah. yeah. The, did you did you buy them that way or did you get yeah. them made? They I actually have glowing sneakers? Mhm. I remember like a couple years ago I wore them at the time I was still a heel and I wore them. I remember kind of getting buried 
about him mm. on social media. They were like, what is she, 12 years old? Like, <laughs> And I remember kind of being like shook about it a little bit. It kind of mm. got in my head, and I was like, dang, people think these are stupid. But this, it was before it hit big here. Mm-hmm. Because they were wearing them, like, um, overseas. Oh, they were okay. really popular. And I found them. I was like, those are cool. I want some. This is, But now they're in the malls. They're everywhere. Hmm. They're so popular now. But at the time when I was smart, them, yeah. people was like, what is she? You know, I remember reading, like, a lot of comments. Like, people just burying me about wearing Is there wearing batteries in there? Or? Um, it's charged by a, U, a USB. USB cord. Oh, okay. So I have to charge those. I have to make sure they're charged. Mm-mm. Like, a million times. I always check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even sometimes I charge them overnight and then I'll go out there and they just won't cut on. Mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. the, the bulbs will blow because they're Once not made again. for wrestling. Well, that's but. another thing, too. Like, even my jackets, like, they're props. They're made to right. stand there, maybe take a picture. They're not made to, like, I even wear them live with Fozzie, right. too, for one song and you're moving your arm up and down. Even though you're trying to be controlled, it's still not made for that. And my, right. my guy. And those wires are so sensitive. Always tells me this is not made to be used as an athletic <laughs> competition or even, and this, right. even moving your arm is athletic. You're supposed to yeah. basically stand there and exactly. it's like, that's not what really what we do, right? So, um, so but tell us, about the ti- real. tell us about the title, though. That, just getting that approved and. Because that's a big deal. That's not just your stuff. It, it, that's it like is. a spinning title or a skull title. You're actually changing the entire concept of the belt. I didn't I didn't realize how impactful me doing that would be and Huge. how much of a buzz it would strike. I was just thinking, you know, I just want to um this is my moment. I want to mm-hmm. just do something um unique mm-hmm. and put a piece of myself into it, something that'll always be remembered. Right. I never thought of like how much I was changing it and also, you know, I have a pretty long entrance for close or maybe like a minute and 20 seconds mm-hmm. i'm out there in the dark and you can't see the title right i'm a champion right. you can't see my championship for like a whole minute and a half almost mm-hmm. and i i hated that i was like everything is going to look cool but you just see this big blank space and that's the championship that should be highlighted more than anything because i'm i'm never i'm not gonna have this always mm-hmm. so that was really you know why i wanted to get something on the championship so you could see it right. in the dark and uh, we tried um glow paint on it because mm. we still wanted it to look we didn't want it to look different in the light we just wanted it to glow and that was the tricky part so mm-hmm. we tried like clear uv paints they would show a little bit but just not enough to translate on camera and did then- you have to get permission from vince to do this obviously Yes. He said you can make the belt your own i asked if i could make it glow and then he was like yeah Cool. And then I was kind of always set about it. And then um, H, we were all working on it, trying to get it to glow. But, you know, after the paints, the few paints we tried didn't work. Um, it was kind of, they kind of mm-hmm. gave up on it, I think. But I was like, uh-uh. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> I don't care what I, like I do before, yeah. before I, I drop it or lose it. I don't care if it's lit for one day. Mm-hmm. I have to get this championship to glow. So, um I was able to do it, and I was like, well, what if I put, you know, the only thing else that's going to work is if we literally put lights on it. And that was the tricky part was getting it to – getting the LEDs on it, Mm -hmm. but getting it to – Hide that, like, so you just don't see LED lights on it. it was the yeah, like Christmas was, lights wrapped yeah. around it or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was the tricky part, was getting it to still look like the women's championship when the lights aren't on mm-hmm. and hide the uh, UVs. And the first one that I got made was um, the back plate wasn't lit. 
on it. So when I came out, you just saw like this little W, you know, because I didn't want to take out, I didn't want to change the logo. Yeah. I wish I had it here to show you, but you know how the, I've seen it, the, the diamonds are on it. Yeah. You know, there was all these ideas and options, but we were like, no, we don't, we want that to stay. Uh-huh. So it's like, how do we get this W to light up and get all this stuff without taking out? Still keep the integrity and the design exactly, of the belt. Exactly. Yeah. And the first one, the back plate wasn't lit, so when it came out, you couldn't see the the actual logo. You just saw like a, a W. Right. Like right. A, yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah. a little stick W. It just looked weird. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no, this is not gonna work. <laughs> so then I went back and asked if we could get the back plate lit, which it looks a whole lot better now mm-hmm. because you can actually see the WWE full logo mm-hmm. now. Which I was like, all right, this is it. Which is so huge for you, too, because you and you have to help me with the timeline of this. But I remember you won the title Mm -hmm. for the first time and then got hurt maybe during that match. I got hurt on the finish. On the finish. That that split leg -leg moonsault. Just a weird landing and I hyperextended uh, my knee. So you were you were out for a bit, right? Yeah. I um, yeah, I was out for a couple months and I had to drop it because I literally couldn't move my knee i knew it was messed up at the end of the match but i didn't want to say anything and i was like maybe tomorrow i just, <laughs> just go away shake it off this is my moment i'm not saying <laughs> nothing and then the next morning i woke up and my knee was blew up like i couldn't even I was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Gotta, I gotta tell him but i was gonna try i was gonna try and have as many matches on it because that's how we that's how we are yeah but that's not they really had to convince me like you know put your pride aside mm-hmm. it's not smart it's not healthy big picture Exactly. So yeah. um, they talked to me about it, and I knew I was going to have to relinquish it. And I was just bummed. I was like, that's it. That was my shot. Mm-hmm. That was my time. And I'm never going to get this opportunity again. Except. Except. <laughs> I kicked out. I went to rehab. And literally, um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to make Mania. Because Mania is in Orlando, yeah. which is your home hometown. Town. And literally, I found out the week before that, okay, they're going to let me come back. Because it was so quick. They were like, they didn't. They was like, yeah, I know you can go, but it's right. still so fresh. Yeah, we don't know yeah, if we yeah, want exactly. to risk right, it. Right, right. And I just begged and I convinced them that I'm good and uh, got cleared by the doctors. And I was like, but it was literally like up until the week. Before the show. Yeah. Was that your first WrestleMania? No, that wasn't my first WrestleMania, but it was the first like that. I It was centered around mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. In, in, in the women's match. And yeah. It's like was, the uh, the old dream, like winning the title in your hometown at WrestleMania. Yep. And That's, like, you know how stuff happens? You know, they you're like, are they just telling me that so I don't freak out? Mm-hmm. You know, they're telling me, yeah, well, you'll come back and don't worry. We'll give you your opportunity and stuff. And it's like, y'all are just telling me this so I don't lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're just working me just so I'm okay. Because yeah. you really, you can't tell me the truth. Right. But it ended up working out, and I worked really hard uh, to come back and, like, make sure my knee was healthy. Yeah, like, I um, I can't forget what they said said I did. Um, like, tore it or something. Tore your patella or tore something, your PCL yeah. or some shit like that. Something like, it wasn't the major mm-hmm. muscle, but it was one, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's messed up, but you could still mm-hmm. keep function on it. I don't that's know. what you did. Was yeah. your, did you have your family there? yeah. What a and great day. It was it was so surreal. Like my grandma came and like mm. she watches on TV and <laughs> she <laughs> she doesn't 
it's real. Everything is extremely, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, when my hair is pulled, why are they pulling my grandbaby hair like that? Like, <laughs> what? like she hates all the heels. Right. She's, you know, mm-hmm. so for her to see it live there and me have like a, a moment, I was happy. And she was, cause she was happy. Mm-hmm. And um, like a lot of my family, they don't really know anything about mm-hmm. wrestling. They don't, they don't watch so they've never really come to shows so for them to really see how big it is what i do and how hard i've worked at it it just made me feel so happy because i'm like now they finally understand they get it and plus to win in your hometown is a damn rare thing in this company it's trust me that never happens i know usually you'll be you'll kiss somebody's ass or you know get (laughs) a bucket of shit dumped on you or something like that i know and it's crazy (laughs) because every time we have a show in Orlando I'm never either booked mm-hmm. or um yeah I just you yeah, know yeah. it's weird it's you're never on the card or for me yeah whenever I'm in my hometown I don't have a match um I'm not on the card or I'm injured yeah okay. you know right so that was the time that you got to so show that off I just couldn't I couldn't believe it yeah yeah a couple last questions for you how long does it take to uh do your weave with all the crazy cool green in there oh, oh natural, it grows baby. like that baby that's yeah. oh wow you got from some the, cool ass because <laughs> you've had them all you've had purple red yellow orange all that I've, sort of stuff i've done it all other than have a shaved head which i wouldn't mind because you, you have yeah that's um, that's a real nubian princess type <laughs> i thing. would do it because i'm just at the point i'm so chris think about it i've I've been in performance since I was like 18. Yeah. You know, like a woman's hair is her crown. Like mm-hmm. having to keep my hair done and constantly have extensions in it. Is it heavy too? Is it heavy? With it's the- not that heavy, but I've just been wearing weaves since like yeah, I yeah, was yeah, 18 yeah, yeah, yeah. because I've been in entertainment and performing. Right. And, you know, your hair needs to flow and need to move and you're putting so much heat and processing stuff on it. It's just better and healthier to wear a weave. How, so how, how much hair do you need to hair. have a weave? Like how long is your real hair? My about shoulder length. So it would be a, a but my natural hair is a seven, afro. 70s fro. Yeah, that might but, be kind of cool too. Oh, that would yeah, be yeah. lit if I Fo- that Foxy uh, Foxy, was it? Brown, Foxy Brown, Foxy Brown, that yeah, might yeah. be my Foxy next Cleopatra, That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just at the point where it's really time consuming. It's really expensive. Like when I do my braids myself, it'll probably take me like ten hours. Oh my gosh, you do it yourself? Sometimes, if I can't, if wow. I don't have time to go to the salon and get it done, I'll like. On a Wednesday, my days off. I'll do half one day, and then half the other day, and then I'm walking around the house looking a mess. And John's like, "Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, what hey, the baby? Can you finish that? Please." I had yeah. an afro on the top and like these long green braids in the back. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. I put a lot of time and effort. Yeah, into my it's hair. part of show business, it's a, and it's a part of my gimmick. It's part of your look. gimmick, yeah. Especially now with the glow. Yeah, and like yeah. having a diet finding like the neon dyes and like having to soak it mm-hmm. i literally have to dye it and let it sit for a night for the color to really soak so that it'll glow yeah yeah, yeah. When I come out it's it's a lot it's oh, that's, yeah that's uh, you got to spend money to make money yeah and beauty is pain it is those are the two rules of show it business is. you know what's uh, your favorite match that you've ever had if you had to pick one Ooh, that's tough i would say my my um scw match Against Serena Deeps. Oh, when wow. I won the FCW championship. She was pretty good, right? She was yeah. incredible. But yeah. uh, that match was special to me because that was kind of when I feel like I was starting to get it. And I remember when we came to the back, like um, all the boys there, the trainers for you. were yeah. clapping on. I've never felt like that special and like so proud. Mm-hmm. 
in my whole career. So I think on the main roster, I haven't had that defining match yet that I feel like, you know, you know, when you walk through gorilla and you just, you know, you killed it Mm -hmm. and everyone's like, they're commending you like. It's nothing like your peers. Right. Giving you that. Giving you that. Back. Yeah. Even, even on top of that, it's great to get that. But also when you have that match where you don't even care what anybody thinks, you just know. You know. You that know was you the did one. that. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And um, I just think I, I haven't. I haven't had that moment mm-hmm. yet here on the main mm-hmm. roster or even like that, that feud or that storyline or right. that build up. So that's what I want now. And um, I'm really excited for SummerSlam. That's going to be you versus Natty. Natty. Yeah. That's great. Who um, I feel like that could be yeah. the match. I mean, she's me. still, I mean, there's some great workers here, but for what I like, she's still the best worker, Natty uh, is, female worker in the company for what she, I like. I agree. You know, She's probably the most technically sound but, woman. But also is a, timing a, and a great heel. Awesome understands heel. the concept of a heel yes. is not doing a moonsault from the top rope to right. the floor or not, you know, whatever. Right. It's being a heel and beating the shit out of the baby face. Exactly. You know? And you know, and you're um, and you're big too, that you guys are both big girls in a good way, so it's not like there has to be a big girl little it's too like, you know, you can just right. go toe to toe with her, right? I yeah, that's what I feel like. Natty is a great com- competitor. Right, absolutely. Like, she's for sure on my level, if not above. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely someone I can see who, no matter what in this match, will make me better mm-hmm. and build me. And no matter what, I just feel like uh, there's going to be some chemistry there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I'm excited about it. I'm really excited, and I'm grateful, and I'm happy. And let's uh, last question. Uh, let's talk about the Breakfast Club. Oh, <laughs> how did we start the breakfast club? Cause on tour, just being up late. It's just you and I night. are the last ones up always. So we just stay up until breakfast comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we that one time? Like it was like that, like a uh, palatial countryside. It looked like something out of game of Thrones or something. Remember we were outside. That was beautiful. Like yeah, that was that so was. Awesome. I have no idea where that was. Spain, maybe Spain or something. I think that was sounds one about right. Yeah, it just ended up you and me. Just, oh, I think Tamina was there too. Tamina. Just listening to our last, like we had 10% phone left for music. <laughs> music. Whatever the hell we were Prince. listening to. Oh, yeah, it was Prince. We were talking about Prince. We listened to Prince. That's right. It's just some good music. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, you know, that's one thing I like about being on tour. The people that do like to stay up, like, I, you know, I'll get sleep when you need it, but. Most of the yeah. time, our schedules are so crazy that I can't yeah. go to sleep until 6 or 7 or 8 in the morning. It's like you hit get insomnia yeah. every time you're on tour. Whether you're drinking or not. Yeah. It's just If you're drinking, then you're really crazy. But even if not, I'm still awake. So when you find somebody else, it's like, hey, there's Trinity. So the most random Most group random ever. group ever. How did you get the name? Okay, for Trinity's a great show business name. Thank you. How did you get Naomi? Oh, you know what? I wanted to use Trinity. Yeah. I couldn't use Trinity because there had been a Trinity before. Oh, which like 10 I, years I ago? Yeah, ECW low level chick for here but, about six months. <laughs> that's what, that was the reason. So I had another a list of other names, but it was kind of like random names, and Naomi just happened to be like, I don't like, it was like, okay, we need a name for you. What do you, I don't, and I was like, at the time, I had no idea what I wanted to be. I was like, well, maybe I can, I like Naomi Campbell. Maybe I can be like <laughs> a bootleg version of, you know, <laughs> Naomi. I had no freaking idea. I was like, let me just put Naomi on here. Maybe I could do something right. with that. 
and then they end up picking Naomi, but I thought I was going to get Trinity. Yeah. So I was like, well, they won't even use that anyway. And it ended up being Naomi. And now I think back, I'm like, why would I put that on there? Why would I do that? You could have picked any name. Any. And now I'm like, God, there were so many like sick names. What like, other ones were on there? Do you remember? I can't even oh, remember. Okay. It was like foolishness, like just generic, yeah, basic yeah. names like Jade. Okay. Um, like nothing like yeah, with yeah, a yeah, yeah. With pop to it. Right. No Beyonce Ugh, or Solange no, or nothing cool no, like that. Rihanna. No, nothing unique you, you at all. Picked, unique would have been great. Yes. Oh, that would have been unique. lit. So Eddie Murphy, my, <laughs> my twins, Unique and Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so oh, much, Trin. Yeah. That was awesome. That. So Thank cool. You. Have to meet you again at the Breakfast Club. I know. You yeah. need to get on SmackDown side. I am. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Stay here. All right. Thanks again to my fellow Breakfast Club member Naomi. Had some great hangs on the road. Such a cool lady. Uh, great conversation and laughs always. Uh, it was awesome to have her on the show. And it's going to be awesome to watch her at SummerSlam face uh, Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's going to be on Sunday, August 20th. And uh, I'm going to pull for uh, Naomi, okay? Of course, we've had Natalia on uh, Talk is Jericho as well. So I'm a winner either way. The best guests here, championship guests on Talk is Jericho. Thanks to Naomi on the uh, eve of, of defending her title against Natalia. She's here talking uh, strategy with me. Uh, lots of laughs with her. Uh, and speaking of laughs, let's get your laughs on with Team Tiger Awesome. Socks, socks, socks. Is there anything worse than socks? You wear them, you wash them, repeat, forever? Hi, I'm Tony Turlet, the revolutionary founder of Nafi. I lost my legs in the desert. Not doing anything heroic, I just made bad life choices. That's why I founded Nafi. Nafi will take your legs and leave those pesky socks behind forever. We'll give you a pair of those sweet leg blades, and they don't make socks for those, no sir. You can take my word for it. I'm Tony Turlet, revolutionary founder of Blade Socks. Socks to keep your leg blades warm, rain or shine. They'll stay warm or my name ain't Tony Turlet because it's Alpo Rabo, the founder of Changer. Change your name with my app at the drop of a hat. Well, when I saw that hat drop and I knew that I could do something to stop it, that's why I invented my new revolutionary product, Cap Stopper. Hi, I'm Francisco Saskatchewan, and dropping my hat is just about the second worst thing I can think of next to socks. If only somebody would do something about those damn socks, I'll take care of the hats. Team Tiger Awesome Show brings the ridiculous fun every Sunday morning, so subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave them a five-star rating review. Leave all the Jericho Network podcast five-star ratings reviews at Apple Podcasts. Killing the town with Storm and Cyrus. Uh, this week, uh, Lance's uh, Hollywood domination continues, and Don gives us an up-close and personal uh, view of the G1 Climax Tournament, possibly the greatest one of all time. Kenny Omega, Okada, uh, Naishi, so many great, great performers. Naito, is there a Naishi? If there was, there should be. Uh, great stuff from Killing the Town. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, uh, Iron Maiden last week. Uh, so much other stuff. Mitch has always got great guests on there. Go check out Rock Talk and find out what he's doing. Uh, the Raven Effect. Raven is talking this week with a Flat Earth Society member. Did you like Bo Dallas's conspiracy theories? Go check out uh, uh, Raven and the Flat Earth Society. Keep it 100 with Conan. Always great stuff going on with those wacky guys. The flagship show on the Jericho Network. Beyond the Darkness scaring the crap out of you five days a week. 
every week with brand new episodes. They also got the True Crime Tuesdays. Uh, they do the weekly True Crime Tuesday podcast on Patreon.com. Just five bucks a month for a new episode every Tuesday, uh, commercial free. No commercials. You can sign up once again at Patreon.com for True Crime Tuesdays. Uh, a big thank you to all of them and a big thank you to you and to this episode's tremendous sponsors and all of you for supporting them. DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDP Yoga related merch and clothing. Get in the best shape of your life physically, mentally. This really works. I'm telling you. ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Jericho to post your first job for free and find the right employee for your business. Bomb fell. Have a personal stylist send you the clothes that are going to make you look like the bomb. You're going to get $25 off your first battle juice at bombfell.com slash Jericho. And of course, Geico, save money on your car insurance, man. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And Friday, one of my favorite Talk is Jericho guests, Eli Roth, is back with his brother, Gabe Roth. We're talking about slasher films. That's right, slasher films. We talked about 80s TNA movies a few months ago. Now we're talking about 80s slasher films with Eli Roth. And if I know anybody that knows more about movies than him, uh, I don't think it's uh, that's the case. He is the man when it comes to useless movie trivia. And I'm excited for you guys to hear slasher films with Eli Roth this Friday. Get ready for that. But in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Talk is Jericho. Stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And a big yeah, boy. Feel the glow! Listen to new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday on the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.